0: I'm Isaac Sims.
1: I'm Olivia Clement.
0: And I'm Eric Pham. Today, we are starting our new series, Flyover Essential Viewing. Flyover Essential Viewing will cover movies that we believe to be required viewing for all residents of Flyover Country.
1: We will be watching and discussing movies of all different genres, coming of age, westerns, drama, period pieces, and many more. The films we discuss will have themes central to what it is like to be in Flyover Country.
2: The first film we will be covering today is a 90s classic, Dazed and Confused, Directed and written by Richard Linklater, the story follows different groups of teenagers and their shenanigans during their last day of school in Austin, Texas in the year 1976.
0: This episode is brought to you by Ready Set Podcast. Ready Set Podcast has prices to fit any budget, options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. They make it super easy to create your own podcast and can help you develop an idea you might have for a podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish. If you have a podcast idea, they'll give you a free consultation. If you reach out to them on their website or social media, their website is www.ReadySetPodcast.xyz. Ready, set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Let me tell you what Mel Bittos is packing right here. All right. We got 411 Posi <laughs> track out back, 750 double pump for l Brock intake, board over 30, 11-to-1 pop-up pistons, turbo jet, 390 390- horse. Ah, dang it. I almost had it. Oh, man.
1: So close. 390 oh, horsepower. Close.
0: We're talking some skin muscle. That li- last line, we're talking some muscle. That is an incredible line right there. Oh, uh, man. That was when, like, as soon – whatever he pulled up in the – uh, in the burger what's it called oh, the yeah. burger joint the uh, burger joint is top-notch top-notch yeah whatever they pull up and he goes all right all right all right i was like okay this is this movie was already sizzling before you had matthew mcconaughey sure. showing up in his first role yeah it was a uh- kind of like the whole entrance there's
2: like three epic entrances of Matthew McConaughey like when he shows up in the car when he walks into the emporium that like bar Mm -hmm. game room it was kind of like him announcing that he's here and he's gonna be a Hollywood movie star
0: I wonder I know I I was kind of thinking about this episode and I don't want to make obviously this movie owes a lot to McConaughey's presence and performance but there's the other performances are so (laughs) impressive and the, Mm -hmm. the writing is so good and the directing is so good that I don't want to make it all about McConaughey, but I feel like some of that stuff, like right off the top, I wonder, and Eric, you might know this, whether McConaughey, he probably surprised the producers and directors by his magnetism. Do you know anything about that? Cause I know you've, you've watched a documentary and all that. And they kind of like just, the the film morphed around how right how uh gravitating he is originally Linklater had written the script uh
2: with the character of wooderson he didn't have many lines he, ha- he was like a minor character originally and then the casting director found out about matthew mcconaughey while mcconaughey was like in film school at ut and when they got him on the set and he started doing all his scenes like Linklater and everybody was like we got to get him more lines um and then a, a lot of the stuff that that uh was at all the lines that Wooderson ended up having, a lot of them were like improvised and added, like yeah, on, on the time of the shoot.
0: So gotcha. Um, Is it that true was, that they um, found him in a strip club? I heard it was a burger joint. Was it a burger joint? I could
2: <laughs> be recalling that incorrectly, but the uh the casting director, um, I have to look through my notes here, but he did a really good job because he, you have uh all these like later movie stars in this movie and there were no names at the time. Um the casting director's name is Don, Don Phillips. Yeah. And he did the casting for Dog Day Afternoon, okay. Animal House, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, another coming of age classic.
0: So those other last two you mentioned are also kind of yeah like raunchy pre (laughs) pre 2000s uh if i'm not mistaken yeah that's right that's right uh like teen young adult comedies so i'm in in to his credit and me having been not exposed to movies like this at all growing up because my parents (laughs) thought that they were totally wrong um i thought i would get confused with fast times and dazed and Mm -hmm. confused so that's to his credit. And now I know the difference because I've seen Dazed and Confused. But not yeah, I'm, times I'm, yet.
2: So it sounds like you liked it. And I think we're talking a little bit uh, beforehand that both of y'all enjoyed the movie. So uh, why don't you guys elaborate and tell tell everybody what you guys thought about the movie. I've been drawn on, so I'll let
0: Olivia give some of her thoughts.
1: Uh, okay. I, so, so I knew Matthew McConaughey was in this movie, but I had no idea who else was in this movie. And so I was surprised when Ben Affleck showed up, <laughs> I was surprised when Adam Goldberg showed up and when Anthony Rapp, who Anthony Rapp, by the way, amazing actor. Yes. And he's an amazing Broadway star. Like he originated the role. Um, oh, I can't remember the character's name um, in rent. He he originated that role in rent, uh, which is really cool to me. Uh, cause I love her it. And so, uh, who else was in it that I was,
2: uh, yeah, I'll, let me, let me round off the cast real quick. We had Jason London who played pink, Ben Affleck, uh, Mila Jovovich, Cole Hauser, Parker Posey. Amazing. Adam Goldberg, mm-hmm. Joey Lauren Adams, McConaughey, Nikki Klatt, Rory Cochran who plays Slater, Anthony Rapp and many more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Joey Laurie, Ad- Lauren Adams was another shock. So, like as these different characters popped up i was like this is an amazing cast Mm -hmm. yes um i really like this movie i like that it's uh some i think i read on someone's uh letterboxd review that it doesn't really have a main character which i really liked um and and i hadn't like really thought about that till i read that review and i was like oh yeah it does it and it doesn't really have like a whole plot like it's just right. them sh- like and I, I kind of like that as slice well. of life yes. yeah because yeah. um, it really I mean especially when we think about it in the context of like our purpose in watching it as being a flyover essential, Central it very much is kind of just a bunch of teenagers hanging out trying to find something to do on a, yes. on a, the last day of school Um, which I really liked and I think that that is probably at one point how we all felt like what are we going to do tonight and so I thought it was really funny. There were a couple of things I was like, oh, but also I remembered
0: didn't age quite well. It
1: it was set in the seventies and that's yeah. just how people talked. <laughs> so, and,
0: and even, even to that point, and this might lead into a, a more fully fledged conversation, but even the, I, I was surprised by the things that didn't age well, because Linklater, you, you get a sense that he obviously, I mean, that he does respect like women and because there there are certain things that you could depict on screen with teens Mm -hmm. and and everything that's going on in teenage bodies and hormones during Mm -hmm. during that phase of life and he chooses not to and so in in the same way i was i was kind of like on edge watching it Mm -hmm. and then and then also very relieved when none of those scenes happen it was like it was much more tame than I expected. So right. yeah, and yes, right. like there are things I—I I mean, there's he, some uh, it, lines yeah. today that you could not put in a movie. Well, no, even no. what even what David Wooderson says outside the the club, which or is what I was talking football, about specifically, yeah, is like that's uncomfortable, but it's also—I mean, that's how they awkward. talked back then. That's how they talked. That, that was the society. That's
1: how guys talk now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. <clears throat> we need to we need to eradicate uh, toxic masculinity, <laughs> but also like. And I'm I mean, not, i a bunch of dudes spanking each other's butts in this movie for like half a movie.
1: Yeah. yeah which also was like, I was very just,
0: homoerotic. Oh
1: my gosh. Why, <laughs> why are they doing that? <laughs> that stressed me out a little bit, honestly.
0: But uh,
2: you're right, Isaac. Uh, in the commentary, link later had said uh, in his like review of the movie, if there's one thing that he felt like he failed was the depiction of the female characters. Because mm-hmm. um, their stories are pretty I mean bland and generic compared to all the different storylines of the the male characters and he did reflect on that and he said that that's one thing he he wish he could he could have went back and done was have more lines and uh, more of a story for the the female characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. oh I'm glad he he Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean not that I I disliked necessarily the the female characters um well Parker Posey's character I I hated but that I think Darla <laughs>
2: just- yeah. Darla. Yeah. yeah. Darla
1: was the worst. But I think you're supposed to hate her. I think she's right. to that, like the high school, like preppy, prissy girl who thinks she's better than everyone. Oh, Banyan,
2: um, Ben Affleck, and Darla are like the <laughs> villains of the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. They're like, and I bet you anything, if they were like a real couple, they are a real, <laughs> like real people, they would end up dating.
0: Yeah, that that. So, and everyone, totally yeah, that. everyone would have hated them.
1: Everyone would have hated them. They would probably would have gotten married after high school and then had like three kids and then hated each other. <laughs> yep. Um, but never leave their hometown.
2: Yep. Let me uh, let me give some quick uh background and some fun facts about the movie do it uh so when the movie came out it was a box office failure it only grossed eight million dollars but of course since then it has become a cult classic there's like in austin there's like every five ten years there's a huge film festival where the cast and richard link later show up to watch uh with with everybody which is pretty cool i really want to go to that i think we should Uh, go to that it would be pretty incredible 20 years coming up um i just want
0: to interrupt you real quick it was released in 1993 i don't know if we have mentioned that i know that we mentioned it was in the 90s but it was that's right but uh that so it's it's a big cult classic and it's
2: a really influential movie uh tarantino's on record and he's listed it in his top 10 greatest films of all time uh back in an old magazine with other films like taxi driver apocalypse now and jaws and he's said that it is his favorite 90s film uh, another fun fact I liked is uh, the word man is said 203 times in the movie, <laughs> 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 which is <Man>. pretty incredible. <laughs> and uh, reportedly, one sixth of the budget was spent on requiring
0: rights to all of the 70s rock songs. That makes sense. <laughs> which is totally worth it. Like the, the movie would be nothing without all the needle drops. That's one of the notes I made. That's uh, so good. There are so many needle drops that. Yeah. You just just totally shock and draw, or shock in a good way and draw you into the movie. Yeah, more w- that opening scene when when sweet emotion plays. Yeah, uh, it like invokes
2: like just a feeling that you don't often like get when you're watching movies.
1: It really sets the stage yeah. for what is to come. It's um oh what is it called uh, when musicals play like the music at the very begin- beginning the overture.
2: Oh yes, it's like the it's, overture. It really is
1: of of what's to come in this movie, and it's perfect.
2: Yep, yep. The the soundtrack is is absolutely incredible. Uh, Linklater said like he'd blown through like quadruple the budget he had for his first movie within the first minute because he had to pay like a hundred thousand dollars for sweet emotion, and Slacker's first movie was like ten thousand dollars, whole entire budget. Uh, Dang! But that's pretty awesome. So the, yeah, the soundtrack I agree is. Is incredible
1: uh, also can we talk about so i noticed this the very the very one of the very first things i noticed was when it shows the sign for the high school it says home of the
2: rebels yes and i was like oh, oh yeah we gotta man. talk about that
0: that That's, hits close yeah. to, home, that hits close to home yeah
2: yeah in the in the commentary link later actually said that like a lot of schools in the south have rebels as their mascot and probably a lot of them within the next 10 years are going to be changing that. Um, and the cop and the documentary came out in like 2005. So, uh,
1: so he was not wrong at his time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cause our, our high school mascot was announced to be changed in 2015. So yeah. he was dead on. Yeah.
2: It was, it was pretty, pretty incredible. Um, That, but uh, can we talk more about the, the cast and our uh, band of characters? A hundred percent. That's, that's what drives this movie. Oh, there yeah, are the crazy sure. characters that, that we get. So, I want to ask who is your favorite
0: character in the movie? Oh man.
1: Oh, oh man. Um
0: I'll go f- I'll go first. I think yeah. my favorite character is Wiley because okay. it, and that that was one of the things once I realize, once you realize how much the camera's on him I, and I and and Eric I bet I bet this will make you happy just for me as like a first time viewer. And other stuff that Olivia is going to share too. I was so like this experience of watching this movie was like chicken soup for my soul, <laughs> like yes. chicken noodle soup for my soul. And once I realized that the camera was resting on Wiley Wiggins so much as Mitch, I said, they're going to put a fresh, they're, they're going to have a freshman in here, getting up to some shenanigans too. It's not yep, just going to yep. be the seniors. And I was like, yes, like, like just from a, that's such a great directing and writing decision because He's younger, and you're gonna get some more different kind of interactions and him trying to act older than he is and yeah. act cooler. And he does that <laughs> that's exactly so well in this movie. Yeah. I just absolutely yeah. love his performance. He's my favorite character by far. Yeah, wow. Great pick.
1: Yeah, that is a great pick. Um, let's see. I think my favorite character, um, I really think it's Mike, which is Adam Goldberg's character. Okay. Because the like existential Dance. crisis. Yes. What'd you say? I want to (laughs) dance. I want to dance. The existential crisis that he has throughout as the movie, like as the movie progresses is amazing. And I think that at some point we all have that where we're just like, I just, I just want to be included, but also it's not what we normally do. I don't know how to do that. Um, I'm going to fight this guy. And then he's like, It'll just it'll be over, and the whole scene where he's like talking himself up and hyping himself up to fight the guy who like got like yelled at him was amazing. I loved it.
2: Yeah, Adam Goldberg is he plays the the geek journalist character really well in the movie. Yeah, and along with uh yeah. with Anthony Rap, um that that whole gang uh, is is pretty fun to watch together because they're like the geeks, you know, kind of the the outsiders to the the cool yeah. kids, but I mean, they still go to everything and interact with everybody so it's it's pretty yeah
1: and i liked that they because also like small town feel they 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 still knew all the like popular kids it wasn't like the popular kids were like hey who do you know at this party you know like they were like the douchey frat frat bros who are like uh do you do you know anyone here
2: we're all friends here
1: yeah yeah like they they all know each other even if they aren't necessarily tight
2: yeah yeah so my favorite it's got, is a cop out, but uh, it's got to be a tie between Wooderson and O'Banion. <laughs>
0: I, 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 love Ben Affleck in this movie because, um, Jess didn't he, recognize yeah. him whenever we were watching. Really? Like, do you recognize him? She's like, who is that? And I was like, you don't know who that is. <laughs> she like watched for a couple more seconds, like when he first shows up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, go beat the shit out of these freshmen. <laughs> like, yeah, that, so that I was literally about to talk about that scene because
2: that I loved his, his, uh, introduction because he like, Is like flying it through the parking lot in his like his muscle car, Mm -hmm. and he's got like a battle. He's talking about like hazing all these freshmen, and uh, he has a line. It's a small line. He's like they're like walking across the field of grass at the school, and (laughs) I think uh, I forgot who 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 ends up like picking up some trash off the ground, and he goes like, "What are you doing, picking up trash?" And I I just I just love that line. It's a very subtle line, but um, I always love little jokes like that, and it's it's little stuff from uh, each of the characters that really like bring the characters to life throughout the movie and and make the movie what it is like little lines like that. Um, so Ben Affleck of course is Obanion is a classic and then Matthew McConaughey as Wooderson. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Another, One another uh, another another cool scene with Obanion was uh the, the paint drop scene, you know, and he's Yes, uh, oh, I saw yeah. your notes about this, so yeah. once you not you share Yeah. That? So the paint drop scene, that was uh let me grab my notes here. Uh, go ahead and say what you say while I try to pull up my notes I see.
0: when you were talking about small like little lines that often seem throwaway yep uh I, I forget it, whether it's Mike or Tony. Uh, I think it's Adam Goldberg's character. <laughs> he, when they're hazing the freshman girls and they're watching and he goes, you know, what's the craziest thing about all this? And he says it really sincerely. The craziest thing about all this is the whole community seems to be supporting this. Like they lent us the, yes. school, lent us the parking lot. And he's like so like I, sincere and straight. I laughed out loud
1: at that line because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, who is OK with this? And then he goes, the whole community. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah. that's terrible. But yeah, OK. Yeah.
2: And yeah, they were uh, that scene almost made me uncomfortable for a minute, uh, the yeah. way they were uh, treating the, the girls. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because at first I was like, oh, this is just something they do with the guys. And then I was like, oh, no, the girls also get hazed too. That oh, sucks. Right. Um, it reminded me, that scene where the girls are getting hazed, it reminded me of the fact that in in my hometown of Duncan, Oklahoma, the there's a, I don't know if they still do this. Uh, this was something my cousin, who's a couple years older than me, would tell me. Um, they had like sororities, which was dumb because we were in high school. They were in high school, um, but they would basically go through and haze the girls in a very, very similar fashion. And now I'm like, did they get that from Dazed and Confused? Like, how did they come up with that idea? Um, and she would tell me that they would um, like the that when she was in it and they were going to haze the the newcomers or whatever, the the girls being initiated um they would just take whatever food and just leave it out in the Oklahoma heat for out, like days oh um she's so I don't yeah it's not so gross and then they'd like pour on them which sounds terrible like she was saying that I can't remember if it was her or someone else it was probably someone else I don't know um got a bunch of like nacho cheese like a big tub <laughs> of like nacho cheese and just left it in the back seat or, like in the trunk of her oh, car yeah. and then someone else got like um olives and just left it on the front porch where the sun would hit it all day and and left it there for days and they would just like pour that crap on them and I was just like I don't want to do that (laughs) thankfully I moved
2: yeah I never went through anything like that either but uh, I don't think it was too uncommon uh, for high schools to be hazed I mean um, you got it in college but in high school it's pretty funny seeing it happen in this setting yeah uh,
0: and I feel like And that kind of goes back to the thought I had about capturing this specific feel of the 70s, like basically 20 years after after, you know, like 20 years after the subject was of the story was being filmed. So that that's what was so interesting, because all the all the freshman girls and boys like, oh, shoot, like, this is our rite of passage. This is coming and Mm -hmm. not not framed like, oh, yeah, it's great. It's totally okay because yeah. he he kind of lets you see how how much pain Wiley Wiggins is in after they paddle him and <laughs> how uncomfortable the girls are whenever they're getting all the st- yeah. <laughs> the crap like poured on them it's like but then they go i don't know they go through the car wash and it's like th- this this movie just oozes nostalgia Right, Bo- both both like this is what we did and it was really crazy but also they were pretty great days i don't there know was, i feel there like was that's kind of what he's saying but no oh, you're
2: you're you're on the point there but uh there was one scene that was really nostalgic for me is uh, when, when Mitch is driving around with them and they're just driving around and they're like knocking mailboxes down and throwing bowling balls at windshields. Bullying. It reminded me uh, one act of debauchery that we did back in high school. And it wasn't like <laughs> insane, but we would, uh, we would drive around and you know, the neighborhood, uh, Olivia, a fancy neighborhood that sits on top of a hill.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Classic neighborhood. everybody. <laughs> everyone was there
2: yeah but we would we would go up there and uh one thing we did like on like friday nights we'd we'd just drive around and people like have like weird like mailbox decorations they'll have like a garden gnome or like mm-hmm. pot of flowers or something just sitting on their mailbox what we would do is we'd like take like if we see one sitting on a mailbox we'd take it and move it like four or five houses down So <laughs> <to>, like <laughs> and then we would like switch them sometimes or we would like just put them on a complete other street like we weren't like technically doing anything i mean maybe you weren't
1: smashing mailboxes right
2: exactly but we were technically y'all were stealing violent (laughs) yeah i I guess you're right but it's called theft uh, (laughs) but it'd be funny because
0: that's hilarious
1: uh, i okay i think that you guys i don't remember who it was i just vaguely remember one of my friends from high school telling me something like that happened oh no
2: we probably got him then because uh we literally did that like the summer of our junior year my junior year um, that's amazing. We pretty much did that like every single week. We just drive around and move. Like, I mean, you, people had like little Razorbacks and stuff statues just sitting on their oh, mailbox, yeah, and we just move a couple houses down. And I mean, they all, they would always get them back, but we'd always get them back as well. So uh, nice. that, that, that reminded that's, me very that's amazing. Back from my high school, always a lot of fun.
1: Uh, one time is this, this is a little different. One time it was the Fourth of July. It was the one summer I spent in at home in in college, and I was. Driving around with a couple of friends after, uh, after the Fourth of July fireworks celebration down by the riverfront, uh-huh. and so one of my friends was mad at another friend because she was like supposed to be with her boy. Like she said that she was with her boyfriend, and she was like, "Why don't you guys just come hang out with us?" And her friend was like, "No, it's okay." Anyway, so we drove past their house for whatever reason, and her boyfriend who I already did not like had a Confederate flag on oh, the no. back of his truck. And I was like, this guy, it was actually the summer of 15, whenever, uh, Southside or the Fort Smith wow. public schools announced that they were changing the mascot and everyone decided that they wanted a Confederate flag on their car for whatever reason. Um, anyway, so
0: because that's the American way. <laughs> I'm really glad there right. were no Confederate flags in this movie. Yes. I probably would have liked it as much. I'm not about
1: that too. Yeah. Uh anyway, so I jokingly said, We should steal it and throw it away. And they were like my two friends were like, Okay, stop the car and we'll do it. And so we stole the Confederate flag and <laughs> threw it in the trash.
0: So wait, wait how was it mounted on the trunk? Is it like it was like a pole it was like pole? a pole like in the in the bed it wasn't a
1: pole it was like because i think it was a maybe it was a a, not a jeep a truck um it wasn't actually in a pole it was like i think it was like literally just tied via the uh flag like he just wrapped the corners of the flag around something in the truck and that's how it was it wasn't like it was on the pole we didn't they didn't have to actually get in the truck to get it yeah um I was just the, I was the getaway driver. Nice,
0: good for yeah. you. I'd, I'd say that's a pretty good to box. Did he ever find it, out who it was?
1: I don't, to my knowledge, no. Good. That nice. was fun. Well, yeah, that was six years ago. Amazing. It was probably it's probably one of my favorite stories to tell.
2: That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. but uh, let's see. Oh yeah, we were talking about the uh, the paint drop scene with Ben Affleck. Uh, that's one of my that was
0: one of my favorite scenes in the movie as well. Uh, Man, I hate that had, guy. <laughs> I let, yeah, let, no. like it tease up that scene like three different times, bitches. Yes. Like, O'Banion. Oh, oh god, I hate that guy. Like Yeah, that, I was gonna say so they're annoyed. really building up
2: O'Banion to be yeah. like the pinnacle of the villain in the movie. Um, and they drag him out there to uh, I it was like a car shop, I think. And then uh that scene they had to obviously do it in one take because that was real paint. Um and some of the background behind the movie there was like a whole battle between Linklater and like studio heads at Paramount because the studio wanted a PG-13 movie. And Linklater was like, these are like high schoolers. They don't talk PG-13. Like yeah. this <laughs> the way he wrote the script was how teenagers talked mm-hmm. and still talk. Um, so of course in that scene, Ben Affleck is just dropping F bombs and S bombs and every other bomb left and right. And <laughs> And the studio had had caught wind of that. And the studio, the producer went up to Ben Affleck, like, don't say anything in this movie or, or in this scene, uh, any cuss words or anything. And Link later, of course, told Ben Affleck, like stick to the script and, and do it, mm-hmm. do what the script calls for and like play it out. 100%. And that's what happened. And it's, we get that incredible scene. It was done in one take because of course they had paint. And that's, that's one of the most hilarious scenes you get. Ben, Ben Affleck just goes on a crazy rage and, Smashes another his such, paddle on the grass. Smashes paddle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another uh, hilarious moment and another subtlety of the character is like he he gets in his car and just instead of backing up, he just drives straight over the grass. Yes, amazing visual comedy. Um, you would expect him to at least back up, but he's such an enraged moment he just drives straight over the the, the bump and straight into the grass.
0: Um, kind of yeah. like speaks to all the the dynamics of high school, especially like that specific school that everybody knew him. The freshmen hated him. Some mm-hmm. of the seniors. He was hate, a super senior too. He was held yeah, back. Yeah, he was a super senior because he's yeah. a moron. <laughs> like, fucked <laughs> his tests. But uh, Pink at one point says he's not, he's not, a, or he doesn't say he's not a bad guy. He says he's not a bad guy to have blocking for you. Yeah. And it's like, he's well, like, oh yeah. I mean, he's on the football team. He's, uh, you know, he's part right. of this community, even though he's, they recognize that they're tough on the freshmen. Exactly. That,
2: that's a good point because you, even though you have like jerkwads in, in every school and every city, no. You still get the sense that everybody is is in it together, and it's all a community. Um, even though Ben Affleck is a complete asshole in the movie, yeah.
0: did y'all catch that uh, when they're when they're terrorizing Wiley Wiggins at his or Mitch at their uh, baseball game? When Ben Affleck's like, "Hey, bada, bada, bada!" They're all th- that them heckling the kids was so funny, but he goes, "Hey, bada, bada, bada!" bada so wing, bada, and it was so similar to the to the way. Yes. Um, what is what is his name? Alan Ruck. Um, uh, in Ferris Bueller's oh, Day crap, Off, says it? it when they're at the uh, Cubs game in yeah, the city. Um, That's funny you bring that up because uh,
2: one of the the elements behind Dazed and Confused is Linklater. His goal for for Dazed and Confused was he wanted to make an inverse John Hughes movie um, because huh. he said he said that he doesn't remember high school being as dramatic as it was back in John Hughes movies. So he wanted to do something that where it was accurate to the way that he experienced high school, and he knew a lot of people experienced high school.
1: Yeah, uh, Cameron Fry is the character's name. I could not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, Well,
0: I should have remembered that because he's like when Cameron was was in Plan, let my my
1: people go, or let my Cameron go. Masquerade.
0: I'm I'm dying. I love. I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a classic. Uh, But 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 you're you're right. That's a good point, Eric but because in high school it was like i don't know i feel like just like crazy stuff would happen and then it's like all right we'll just like move on like, with like, we'll move yeah, on the with craziest our day. thing was like
2: studying for like ap exams for me I, yeah. I did not go through anything that people did in john hughes movies
1: no the, i think i mean there would sometimes be like a fight at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and it's like guys it's way Classic. too early for that nonsense Why? probably just because
0: they didn't get enough sleep you know probably they slept, they slept like garbage
1: um, yeah. Studying for AP exams was the most like dramatic thing. And we, we there was no like, I don't even know if we had detention.
2: I was definitely in student detention center for one time. And I'm not okay. going to tell the story why I ended up there because it's okay. very
0: stupid. And very We're talking high. about high school debauchery. <laughs> you have to tell this story.
2: <laughs> OK, was it, uh, it was uh, it was very junior high. Uh, OK, this was in junior a- high no it was high school but it was a very junior high moment okay You're like uh, mitch
0: you were like <laughs> acting like mitch
2: i we were on like a, a band field trip and we were staying in a hotel room and we called like room service and like being of course like <laughs> the little kids we were we started like make moaning into the into the ear into the into the phone while somebody was talking to the to the <laughs> uh the oh room my service gosh and uh of course, the lady told our band director about it and we all got student attention center, but we got <laughs> back from the bandfield trip.
1: That sounds like the most high school band move I've ever heard. Yeah. The the band kids at our high school were some of the like dirtiest.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like
1: like I wasn't so, in a band, but I, I had several friends who were in band and they would tell me some of the stuff and I was like, What are, what is going on in that band? A, a
2: wild group? crowd.
1: Yeah, you know, they were wild. It was good all, times. All, all, The whole lot.
2: Yeah, but uh, that that was the one time I was in detention. I remember the band director was like, "I'm really disappointed in you. I would not expect you to do that." I got a whole lecture about it, but I, you know, you got you got to experience detention in at
0: least once yeah. in a while.
2: That's how I yeah. got them. Um,
1: yeah, nothing super dramatic.
2: Exactly. Yeah, at our high school. Yeah, that's why. That's why I love this movie so much because I relate to it more than like Breakfast Club and Yeah, Sixteen Candles.
1: Well, that's my, I I love high school movies. Often they are so outlandish that I'm just like, Mm -hmm. that would never happen. Or like, I often think when, what high school would that happen at? This, this kind of thing where someone's parents figure out, oh, there's going to be a party at our house because we're going to be gone. We'll stay. That a hundred percent has happened many a time. And then it's just a bunch of high schoolers going, oh, what do we do now? Until they figure out what they get, they're going to do.
0: Right, um, or it's like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run and do this with these these guys, so I'll catch up with y'all later. Yeah,
2: exactly. That that's what was high school. That's what high school was like for a majority of the people um, down in, in flyover country. I don't know what it's like nowadays because with technology and everything.
0: Um, I don't know also how the much pandemic and yeah. the pandemic, of course. Uh, but the the pandemic has probably forced more, more kids to do crazy crap like in days and confused since it's like well we weren't at school i am a lot of schools are reopening but like last year i feel like there are gonna be some interesting high school centered movies where about, where the kids are like just doing crazy stuff driving around especially mm-hmm. in towns like fort smith and conway where it's like i mean like we're not allowed to be at school and we're doing everything online so i'm gonna link up with my buddies later and <laughs> smash them or move some mailbox gnomes down the street from each other so (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i just imagine there's a like i know that i know this because i see some high school students um for work not because of any other reason but solely for work um and they have said like They've just played a bunch of video games. Yeah, um, doesn't like, surprise me. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, one kid's like, yeah, I've just played video games all day with yeah. my friends. I'm like, you guys need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah, outside.
2: Important to get that face-to-face interaction every once
1: yeah.
0: in a
2: while. Yeah. But, uh, La-
0: last year, I simultaneously, like, I got the most into running that I've ever been. So I, like, ran more in my life than i ever had and i also played video games more than i ever had Boom! like nice the only Great time combo. where i'll like yeah combine both of those or have both very nice. at their max so yeah uh, but
2: yeah so uh i'm trying to think here Who? what other characters we have oh we have a uh, slater the the of course the, the Podhead. um every school every high school I had, had the pothead
0: we had geography <laughs> together
2: let's talk about that scene <laughs> where uh McConaughey, tower. yeah McC- <laughs> mcconaughey and wooderson and slayer drive up to the to the to the nerds uh or the geeks uh adam goldberg anthony and i forget the the redhead actress's name but that's cynthia one of cynthia that's right yeah. that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie as well um and that scene was completely improvised um oh really for real? because link later said we need to we need to find some way to get the geeks Adam Goldberg and gang to the party at the moon tower. And at the time they're like, we need Wooderson to have more lines. So they're like, All why right, don't we have Wooderson right. interact with the geeks and get them to the moon tower. Um, and they also liked the element of Wooderson, like hitting on like, like this geeky redhead. Uh, whereas you can see he's like a ladies man. So um, th- that was another interesting element to the story. And that's how that scene happened was uh, improvised. And that's how uh, the geeks got to, the Moon Tower was a uh, because of Wooderson, of course. Not to worry.
0: A- there's another party in the. N- no, oh, dang it, I messed it up again. There's another fiesta in the, the making fiesta. as we speak. As we speak,
2: <laughs> as we speak. Um, he's like, "You want to <laughs> ride with us?" She's like, he,
0: "He asked." He's like sitting in the driver's seat. She, like, yeah, no, I got my own car. <laughs> yeah,
2: Cynthia sit literally sitting behind a wheel, and uh, he <laughs> asks her if if she needs to ride. In, and incredible
0: like playerism from from Wooderson. Yeah, well listen, you ought to ditch the two geeks here in the car with now and get in with us, but that's all right. We'll worry about that later. I will see you there. All then right. he just drives off like, man, I love redheads. Oh, man, I love them redheads. Such such I a good know line. you. <laughs> oh, so good.
2: Yeah, so Slater. Funny. I mean, everybody knew a Slater. Oh, yeah. If you oh, yeah. didn't know Slater, you were the Slater. Um,
1: there but, were like probably two or three Slaters at our high school.
2: Oh, d- most definitely. Most definitely. And it's crazy because Roy Roy Cochran, he like He plays the. He doesn't play that type of character uh, anymore. He plays like sh- straight shooter, or like the, mm-hmm. like the like the villain. He's so it's hilarious seeing him as as a Pothead.
1: He's in Empire Records, which I haven't seen, but I've I know a lot of people who really love that. Does he play a similar character in Empire Records? I
2: I haven't seen that either. Um, okay. But that is definitely one of his his bigger roles after Days Confused. But Slater. Then we got. Darlow, who we kind of talked about before, Parker Posey, she's just incred- incredible. Incredible. Um, she's so good. She she really is really good. Um, she plays that that role so well, and it, it, she's pretty much just playing herself. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> I but, hope uh, she's
1: nicer in person.
2: Yeah, I, I think she is. I uh, bet she is. Yeah, but uh, Parker Posey is incredible, and it, it's just cool seeing all the the actors and actresses in this movie like have this like be their pretty much their debut and coming out party, and, mm-hmm. and seeing them. Like, uh, do all the movies that they're doing today, of course, McConaughey and Ben mm-hmm. Affleck. Um, Ben Affleck, I mean, I could go on about Ben Affleck, but he, he really is one of my favorite characters in the movie. Uh,
1: he, yeah, he plays that guy so well. And like, I don't know, I don't think there was necessarily like obannon s <laughs> character like that yeah. in, that we went to high school with, but there were definitely guys who, who looked kind of like him. Like, <laughs> yeah. there was like, there's one guy that's coming to mind that I, I'm like, I was like, no, you're talking about, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about that. <laughs> just kind of looks like him. Like his hair was shorter, but had he like grown up in the, had we grown up in the seventies, he would have had that hairstyle a hundred percent. But I think that guy was significant. I, I never, I didn't talk to that guy, but I, apparently
0: he was a lot nicer. So. Yeah. Yeah. um So, so I want to ask, is there, is there a two hour and 45 minute cut of this? Movie? Yes.
2: So oh my. there is exists. It, is it existing? Or it like, can you access it? uh You can not access it. Link later said, um, there is, his original vision, um, what he brought to the editor was two hour and forty five minute cut, and she ended up cu- cutting a lot of that out. But the two hour forty five minute cut was what he ultimately wanted to to release, and that's a something behind behind the making of Days Infused is. I kind of alluded to to it earlier. There was an ongoing battle throughout pre, post, and production. Between Linklater and, and the studio heads, um, because at the time, days confused, it had nobody knew anybody in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the plot just com- see, there was no plot. There was right. no way to market the movie, so the studio heads and there were this at the time was a decently sized budget. Um, so the studio heads did not want to like invest time and resources to the movie, um, and that's why a lot of it ended up being cut out. And Linklater said uh, he filmed so much, so so many more moments. Uh, in the movie that didn't make the cut, and there's like 30 minutes of deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, uh, but there's a two hour 45 minute cut out there, and I would love to see that. Uh, maybe one day we'll uh, they'll release it.
0: So Fast Times came out in '82, so this was ten, y- basically ten years after that. Yes, yes. Has I mean, do a lot of people compare it to Fast Times, and has Linklater kind of was it was it like a love letter? I think I think to, that it, movie was, it was it was more
2: of a love letter to American Graffiti. Which really? came out in 1973, and that was George Lucas's, I think, directorial debut. Yep. and that was the coming out party for Harrison Ford. He plays like a Wooderson s character as well. He has like two lines in the movie, but he makes them pr- pretty awesome. Uh, but Harrison Ford is in that. Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Ron Howard plays like the uh, the main character. But it was Ron Howard,
1: Ginger's, yeah. Yeah. stay together
2: but uh it was i think he directly referenced american graffiti um in the in the commentary saying that he wanted to to tell a story in the 70s whereas american graffiti if you've seen it the story is about the last day of summer instead of the first day of summer mm. gotcha american graffiti ends with it's the whole movie takes place on the last day of summer and you got a bunch of high school kids trying to figure out what they're going to do with their lives um mm. a lot of them have plans made some of them don't have plans made whereas days confused of course come takes place on the first day of summer and everyone just being free and crazy
1: that would be a really cool i think double feature
2: it, like, it would be days and mm-hmm.
1: confused first and then american graffiti i
2: think you got if you guys liked days confused and it sounds like you guys did you guys have to check out the spiritual sequel everybody wants some oh yeah yeah it's the college so uh, i wanted, place I've in wanted college to see that for for a couple yeah, of years now me too. a lot of people like a lot of hardcore days confused fans they're like uh, it's it's good, but it's no Days and Confused. I enjoyed it just because I like Linklater's down to earth mm. way of, of telling stories um, mm-hmm. and developing his characters. So I enjoyed the heck out of it. It's I think it's a lot more. Uh, I, of course, Days and Confused is a better movie, but I I enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, so it's definitely worth watch. The main characters are like a bunch of uh guys on the college baseball team, and is it set in college? A-
0: no, oh so sorry, place you, place sorry you just
2: said that just <laughs> yeah. said, where, where yeah, it is takes place it in college i think in texas uh if yeah. i'm not mistaken uh i had a little college so it's like similar territory yes Probably. exactly yeah um and you had Wyatt russell kurt russell's son uh who plays like the wooderson character so he's pretty good in that as well but i would i would definitely recommend it watching a,
1: that it has a decent cast too yeah
2: yeah. yeah it's it's got a, it's got some hitters in it as well yeah and some no names and they're starting to get more roles the movie came out i think in 2016
1: 2016 yeah
2: and that was that- i remember when that movie was announced i was that was one of the most hyped movies i i i had ever waited on like i was so excited for it to come out and I, I loved it eric where in your life
0: were you when you first
2: watched dazed and Confused? I was actually in high school, I believe. Um, I had watched it. Did it inspire you to like move <laughs> the garden gnomes and stuff? <laughs> I don't know if it, I'd go that far. I do love the scene though where he throws a bowling ball into the back of someone's car. Windshield. Everyone's uh, just so
0: still for a second and then yeah. they all just like crack up laughing. <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> they pretty amazing. That, that rem- reminds me of another quick story. This one is really bad and I don't know if I should sell it, but well, I'm going to sell it anyway. <laughs> do it but we would be like driving back from like golf matches on the interstate. We'd be on a yellow school bus. We would take golf balls and just dropping out the window while we're on the interstate.
1: Oh my God.
2: And looking back at that, that was really bad. And I'm glad nobody got hurt, but that reminds me of something we did back in high school as well.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my I-, gosh. I didn't, I don't think I realized you were on the golf team.
2: Yeah, that was a, that was a fun group of people as well. I, I was, a, I was a floater like, uh, like pink was I, I, i had i i had yeah i floated around from different groups of people yeah that yeah i could kind of relate to that yeah i could kind of relate to that but that was a that was another i don't even remember what i was saying anymore that was really bad so so were you like it like a sophomore freshman how old yeah so i was i was i think i was a junior i got introduced to this movie because uh there's one youtuber that he's like the only person i go to for opinions on movies outside of myself um (laughs) <laughs> his name is john flickinger the flick f- flick pick and like he's Flickerman. pretty much me and youtube version he loves action movies um just stupid comedies and stuff like that and he he said this is one of his all-time favorite movies so nice, i was like nice. i have to watch this so, and after watching it i fell in love with it like 99 percent of people have watched this movie um i was go ahead sorry no no go ahead
0: i was listening to to an interview and they were discussing film film consciousness and when and I don't know if I've shared this with, I think I may have shared this with you, Olivia, but like where you become conscious of like, Oh, movies do that or movies can do that. Mm-hmm. And like, and I like that. And I, I want to kind of press into that more. Was this kind of your film yeah. conscious? Yeah. Awakening? That, it really was like, I was like, I really
2: like stupid characters like Wooderson and O'Banion. And I love movies where it's just dudes being dudes and idiots being idiots. Um, so, like, it definitely introduced me to like boys whole- will be boys. I mean, what can I say? Oh my yeah.
1: gosh!
2: <laughs> <laughs> it it really got me, pushed me like even further into this like subgenre of of debaucherous movies, and and that's why that's why I love this movie so much because it's one of those milestone like movies for me. You know? Yeah, along yeah. with like that's cool. The Dead, I love to hear Star yeah. About this world, this one was one of the ones where, like wow, this is one of those movies that I could use to describe myself.
1: So. Yeah. I think that that's, I, as we were, I was watching it. I was like, of course, Eric would pick this. Movie. This, is, <laughs> this is an Eric fam film. If I've ever seen one. Yeah. Um, But it, it like, it clearly has, I mean, it has this cult following, but it also has influenced so many other like high school movies. Like I was thinking it reminded me of super bad. Yes. It, I knew this before I watched it. It like, it reminded me of book smart. Um, but Olivia Wilde, who directed Booksmart, uh, had the whole cast and crew sit down before they, like the night before they started filming, started production of Booksmart. To they, they watched this movie, and I think that they watched Fast Times as well. Nice. Um, And when we were talking about uh, Slater, after because I watched this movie and then I watched Booksmart, and that was a great double feature. Um,
2: So I haven't seen Booksmart real quick. Oh,
0: okay. Booksmart rules. Highly recommended.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a character in there named Theo who kind of talks like Slater and has really long hair, too. <laughs> and the whole time I was like, did that guy just watch Slater and go, that's how I'm going to do Theo? Because that's exactly what it feels like. And it's amazing.
0: Slater's um, mannerisms like... like, Yeah. Like like the way he does his hands. And it's he, really good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do you think that uh, Rory Cochran was really... <sighs> I I feel like I was like this guy has to be.
2: I think (laughs) they were. I don't know about the the pot, but I know they were drinking on set for sure. Yeah, that that was the thing. Uh, Jason London, who plays Pink, he was like he was uh he didn't drink because he was trying to sober up at the time, so he's drinking like like water during everything. But I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure they were drinking throughout the movie. Um, so that's why I feel so real. Yeah, I feel like
1: that would have been really hard for him to. What what a hard movie to be filming <laughs> I while know, trying right? to sober up.
2: Yeah. And I relate to Pink a lot because like I said earlier, he's he's kind of the floater in this movie. Mm-hmm. He has friends in each group. He's not he doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life, but he's like the he's kind of if there was a main character, he's the main he, character. Yeah. Because yeah. he has that whole conundrum of signing the waiver of, of not to like party and, and drink and stuff during the summer. Um and at the end there's that incredible scene on the football fo- mm-hmm. football field with him uh, Wooderson and his gang where uh, Wooderson gives the L I V I N speech. And that, that was a crazy scene. So, so some story behind that um, McConaughey had to leave in the middle of filming this movie because his dad passed away oh, and his man. dad was that. like, yes. His, so and his dad was like someone really important to him. And uh, like during the documentary they were talking about, it, and you could see McConaughey getting really emotional about it. And, Richard Linklater was like, "Well, we got to we got to have something for for, for McConaughey um, for when he gets back." And they thought of this L I V I N scene, and McConaughey's is like, they, he asked McConaughey, what, "What would his dad think of uh, uh, his Wooderson would do in this instance?" And that was the like inspiration for the living speech he gives to the pink on the football field. Oh, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. That's
0: that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. It might be. Oh, yeah well in in that that whole that line i'm looking at it right now is is a lot more potent when you think about what was happening with him at that time yeah. and that kind of goes into something that i want to talk about in the last couple or the last bit of time we have um th- this movie does have a philosophy like several yes. different philosophies and random moments where characters just kind of expound on st- on stuff they're feeling and want to express Adam Goldberg does it. Um Slater, George Washington, Slater. And Michael Washington. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slater and uh and then David Wooderson and Cynthia. At yes. one point Cynthia like really uh has ha- is in the limelight because she gives this great kind of you know pontification of like what's going on. She's like, you know, like she's like, what are we preparing ourselves for? You know, that's only invalid because if we all uh we're all gonna die anyway shouldn't we be enjoying ourselves now you know like Mm -hmm. i'd like to quit thinking about the present, like right now as some minor insignificant preamble to something else which i was like ooh, wow some great lines and that that dovetails perfectly into mcconaughey like whatever he says like you got to keep living man l-i-v-i-n and then pink makes the decision he's like i'm not gonna sign this like you're not gonna you're not gonna have this power over me and that's really like that's the plot of the movie because mm-hmm. you're you're you have to ask like i think about in this uh days and Confuse* is really similar to the before trilogy which link later also directed it's just <laughs> it's just ethan hawk and julie delpy talking and in the first one it's like are they going to stay together that's like the big question you're asking yourself in the second one you're going you're asking yourself because it's 10 years later and uh, you're going you're asking them yourself. Are they going to get together? Because clearly they didn't get together. And then at the end of the big question, in before midnight, is are they going to stay together? Because they're fighting, and it's like basically a crisis in their marriage. Um, but the whole time, it's just like it's it feels low stakes, but it's it is there are stakes involved. And I feel like mm-hmm. in the in Days and Confused, it's whether or not Pink is going to sign the paper and make some faux uh, commitment to right. morality that he doesn't want to make.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly,
0: Um, because that that's relatable to
2: like everything we go through. Like, you sign something, and do you really read it, and do you really uphold what it says in it? Oh yeah, you you do not, and that's why that's why Pink is such such a good character. He actually like looks digs into it, thinks about it, and doesn't just go with the flow like everybody else is. And another another good point Isaac you brought up: the adults in the movie are like the oppressive forces. Like every adult in the movie is is kind of like besides. O'Banion and darla as the as the stereotypical villains you have the adults being like the oppressive forces in the movie and that's something link later did on purpose i think um you have the high school kids being free spirits and you have the adults just wanting to control their lives and tell them mm-hmm. what they can do and what they can't do mm-hmm. and that is th- the message of the movie is is what you had said is um do what you want and uh just keep just keep living yeah
0: yeah. And and make your own decisions. I think yes. that's, that's, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the, that's hard in high school and especially like senior year because you're still being told what to do, <laughs> right. but you're also being told you're an adult. You should be, you should know better. Like you should right. make the right decisions. And so it's a, it's a, that's a hard, that's a hard time. Yep. Um, exactly. So anyway.
2: Yep. So uh, Isaac, Olivia, any final thoughts? I think we're coming up on time. Uh, I'm glad you guys liked the movie as much as I did. Um, it's it's such an important movie to me and I think it's an important one that people in, in flyover film country should watch um, I definitely recommend Everybody Wants Some, um, the spiritual sequel American Graffiti um, is also another must watch as well and it sounds like I'm going to have to go watch Book Smart now
0: I'll have to go oh, check yeah. out both of yeah. those you
1: mentioned yeah, Smart
0: you know. has aged very well with me because i didn't like it the first time i saw it well actually i've only seen it once but i didn't like it when i saw it but then the more i thought about it, the more it grew on me especially as i compared it to you know ferris bueller's day off and this and uh breakfast club and what's the boys version of uh
1: Superbad? Booksmart?
0: Yeah, I oh, yeah, super book yeah oh yes yeah so like classic Booksmart is just achingly sincere and like so well acted and so it's- well directed and
2: Nice.
1: I I
0: did I not know Olivia Wilde uh, directed that. Didn't
2: she direct uh, Drinking Buddies or am I thinking of something else or she
1: She's in it. I don't know if she directed it. I think Booksmart may have been her first. Let's look. I'll look. Um nice. but I I love Booksmart. Um she has directed before this she directed a short called Free Hugs. She directed two music videos, one for Edward Sharp. And the Magnetic Zeros, and then one for Red Hot Chili Pe- Peppers. Uh, she directed Book Smart, which was her first feature. Then she directed another short last year called Wake Up. She is directing a movie called Don't Worry Darling that has Florence Pugh and Harry Styles in it that has created. Yes. Is she dating? Is she dating Harry Styles? Uh, who's to say? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it it really does make me sad that she and Jason Sadegis aren't together anymore um she also that was
2: power couple
1: it, they really were yeah. uh she's also supposed to direct an untitled sony marvel project
2: <gasps> wow spider-man so, oh, very cool S-
1: spider, gwen,
0: spider
2: gwen
1: spider, spider gwen
2: yeah
1: yeah anyway um but book smart eric that's that's really genuinely one of my favorite movies one of
0: would you say it's top five for you
1: it might be i have it on my Four for letterboxd Um nice. nice. So Very but nice. real anyway. quick,
0: I, I wish we hadn't saved this to the end, but what are your um let me think. What are you guys' uh da, 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 da. like what would you say to someone who is kind of conservative in in their movie watching? <laughs> I know this movie that will in the that's the thing. This movie is not for everyone. We have no. like three and a half minutes. Here's what I would say to someone who is like Oh, there's 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 lots of drinking. I saw there's lots of language, da, 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 da. I'm I would say it's a slice of life movie. It captures the 70s really well. And it's just it, it th- this is how high schoolers were. And this is the most yes. like s- uh sincere depiction of that with the with the good and the bad, but even the bad's not that bad. It's, it's like really it's very tame and the
2: gentle, worst thing in the gentle movie. in the way that like is the it's cursing, directed. yeah. If yeah. you're sensitive to that those kinds of words. And some of the lines are a, <laughs> a little, little a little dangerous if they yeah. were in
0: movies yep. today. <laughs> but
2: yeah. I, I would agree and say the same thing. And I think it's just essential viewing because it is Matthew McConaughey's first role yep. ever. In and Hollywood. that will get a lot of people on the hook. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Really? And you got Ben Affleck as well and just the other, the endless cast of amazing characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's what I would say. Uh,
1: yeah, I would talk about the cast, I think, and how great it is. I would say by like other high school movies on the same like level which are all the movies we've talked about this is probably the most tame <laughs> like, yes. yeah, like
0: yeah very. i true. mean oh, yeah. compared to super bad i mean oh yeah super
1: yeah. bad uh i mean even like uh i mean going back to john hughes uh he didn't
2: do the graduate that was mike nichols
1: uh no he did like uh 16 candles which has a nude scene in it breakfast um tour breakfast club which has way more like it has a a significantly more cringy scene that that i remember thinking that's gross as like a 13 year old the first time i saw it and yeah. the older i've gotten the worse it has, that scene has gotten um but yeah i mean it's got a lot of cussing in it and teenage drinking but that's also accurate of what high school is like so if, yep. you, if you don't like accuracy then get out
2: i think that is a that's a great way to to end the episode yeah so thank you isaac and olivia for watching and thank you for the pick oh yeah of course of course
0: yeah
1: good pick
2: yep and i think for our next episode isaac is going to be picking the movie that we will be watching in our flyover essential
0: viewing any last thoughts to our viewers and listeners i do not have the film picked out yet but we will announce it on social media so all right olivia you got anything else to add I will, t- I will text you guys before I announce it on social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: how we find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't have anything to add. Thank you for listening. Uh, please share this with anyone you know who loves Dazed and Confused or Matthew McConaughey or whoever else in this amazing cast. Uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe.
0: It really that helps us is- out.
1: Yeah, that's big help to us. So we'd really appreciate that. Uh, that's that's all I got.
2: All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'm Eric Pham signing off from Arkansas. I'm Isaac Sims signing off from
0: Arkansas.
1: I'm Olivia Clement signing off from Oklahoma.
0: Party at the boot tower. <laughs> I will see you there. All right. My uh, Real quick, my last favorite <laughs> is, uh, hey, man, watch the leather. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Classic.